Hey Rebels, my name is Matthew Barton. Welcome to the Rebellion Brewing Podcast. Beer is always going to be a living, changing scene. New styles and trends emerge over time and consumers have more choice than ever before. One undeniable trend has been the rise of the fruit sour style. Today, I'm sitting down with Mark Heisey to talk about Rebellion's 2022 lineup of fruit sour beers. So let's get into it. Mark, welcome to the show. Right on. Let's talk about fruit sours. I guess I kind of wanted to say, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah, it's fun. We're uh, we're in full on planning stages here right now, getting ready for summer. Uh, beer drinking season really kicks off, you know. Uh, leading into spring and then yeah just explodes in the summertime and so you got to be doing your planning now or you're going to get caught flat-footed it really feels like the energy has shifted in the last week or two uh, we've been like hibernating and now things are feel like they're about to explode yeah you kind of got to put a wrap on the previous year you know and january is you know a little doom and gloom uh you know a bit of a downer sales are slow people need a break and just kind of reflecting and then now you got to get to find the strength and the energy to get recharged. And I mean, I, I have no problems with it because I get excited about it and it helps me get through the, the last bit of winter to start thinking about all this great summer stuff. Deadly. <laughs> uh, we've been doing fruit sours for years and years. The, the very first sour beer I ever tasted was with you in, I believe, Evan's basement. Maybe it was Jamie's basement. And it kind of blew my mind. I wasn't sure what I was drinking and I tried to be really polite about it, and I, I didn't think at the time it was for me. And now everybody seems to be drinking these sour beers. Yeah, for, uh, sours have really exploded just in general. Fruit sours, of course, according to that. Uh, I've been, I started brewing sour beers uh, 2006, 2007 was when I started, so I was doing it for a long time. And yeah, when, when we opened Rebellion, we knew we were going to make sour beers. And uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, we were the first brewery in Saskatchewan to make actual sour beers what was our first one our first one i know so our first kettle sour was sunshine wheat that was summer of 2015 and that was just a straight up kettle sour there was no other additions to it it wasn't really dry hopped or anything um but we were also putting out sour reds we had a sour rye that was uh red rye uh so we start as soon as we started up the brewery in 2014 we started brewing those traditional flanders sour styles uh, but those took a, uh, about a year or two before we could actually launch those. Do we want to distinguish for guests who might not know the difference between a Flanders and a Kettle? Yeah, so tradi- when I say traditional sours, uh, those are like, you know, like a Lambic or a Flanders style. And you typically add the bacteria after fermentation and they age in a barrel. And it takes at least, you know, eight months. Uh, but it can take two or three years until it gets the right character. Whereas a kettle sour, or you know, sometimes we call them a quick sour, you're adding the souring bacteria, and it's the only bacteria is lactobacillus, so it's a little more simplified. You actually add it to the kettle and let it sit overnight in the kettle, and then continue on with brewing and fermentation and whatnot. So very, very different types of sour beers, different characters. Um, fruit sours, when we talk about that, or kettle sours, definitely those are probably the most common and most popular. Right now, um, it's really hard to make traditional sours, and it takes a long time. And um, they're a little weird and funky and out there. And so, 
I think that in terms of mass appeal, I don't think everyone is going to just start drinking Flanders Red every day. Uh, although I wish they would because we make an award-winning one, but that's the way she goes. One of the things I really like to do with you is look at numbers and ask questions about the trends and the data. You seem to be able to wrap your head around these things very quickly. We look into the crystal ball. What are we seeing with sales trends and market trends with sour beers? Uh, well, you're, we've been seeing you know a steady increase, and you see more and more breweries here in Saskatchewan, and ourselves included, um, seeing you know more and more fruit sours on the market. If you look across North America, fruit sours are everywhere. And of course, if I hang out with my brewery friends, they all say, I don't want to drink another damn fruit sour again in my life. I'm so over those. And that's just the typical jaded brewer. Um, I love brewers. I do still kind of consider myself a brewer. Uh, they're usually just kind of cranky and opinionated, which I can be very, very much. Uh, but there's a sometimes there's a disconnect between brewers and consumers. So that's why there's usually other people involved in running a brewery and a business. Because if you just let the brewers do what they wanted, you'd probably go out of business. <laughs> Shots fired. So I I mean I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I try to I try to balance that and wear both hats. Um, yeah, we need to sell beer, uh, but I want to make really good quality beers that i'm proud of yes absolutely i know in years past we've iterated very very quickly and released a lot of different styles of fruit sours in a very rapid pace hard for people to keep up or they'll, they'll say to me oh man i missed that one i didn't even know it was here and this year we've kind of taken a, a more measured approach haven't we yeah i don't know sure yeah i mean we're planning to do four fruit sours this year so far it's kind of what we've agreed to do um yeah, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes we can maybe be haphazard sometimes, and that's where some of that brewing and just creativity, or sometimes just people are like, hey, I got this fruit, and we're like, heck yeah, I want that fruit. I'm going to make the beer. And it's nice to be able to be that agile for us. But yes, uh, if we're trying to do a distributed product that's going across the province or even into Alberta, this or that, yes, it can be confusing and hard to keep track of if, if you're constantly firing out different beers. But you know, at the same point, there's also a, de a segment of the market that is so hyper-focused on everything we do and every other brewery, for that matter, in Saskatchewan, that they want every single release. They they'd be thrilled if we put out a new beer every week. <laughs> so, again, you got to find that balance, right? So you're saying it might not just be the core four we're going to discuss today. We might actually add a couple more to the lineup. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we do come up with a beer, beer plan at the uh, lineup at the beginning of the year. Uh, always ultimately subject to change, you know, who knows things happen. Uh, we get opportunities come up or like I say, our fruit comes up or we sell something through really fast and there's a hole in our lineup. So, but yeah, we, we, we try to have a pretty solid plan so that it's easier to execute as the year goes on. What are we bringing out this year? I know there's a pineapple in there. Yeah. So we've done pineapple sour quite for quite a few years now in a can uh we really like that one people it's super popular i like the way that 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 tastes so we're definitely going to be making more pineapple sour um i can rattle off all of them if you want to yeah right let's now. do that let's just tell you the four so pineapple is going to make its return uh we actually our peach sour smoothie we have done peach sours in the past they were draft only and they were quite a few years ago i honestly forgot we'd even done them but apparently we did 
Uh, but we have packaged some peach sour smoothie already. Uh, we do have it on draft in the tap room. We just haven't released the cans yet. We just wanted to build up a little bit more inventory, but depending on when this pod comes out, it may already be out. Um, so yeah, we're going to make a lot of peach sour smoothie this year. Uh, I have tasted it. It's delicious. It tastes like a peach sour smoothie. I'm, I'm, I'm quite stoked on that one. Um, and then we're actually bringing back a couple other ones. So we, uh, we are going to bring back our watermelon goes, which, uh, went over really well. That was two years ago that we made that, uh, some people don't necessarily remember that one because it, we kind of slipped it in at the end of summer. And, um, when it comes to summer beers, you typically, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. And sometimes again, some of the hyper beer nerds get mad, but you need to put your summer beers out in the springtime. Otherwise, you miss out on that cycle. So if you launch a summer beer in August, like we did with the Watermelon Goes, uh, everyone forgets about it. Nobody cares. Everyone's already thinking about Cats Got the Cream Ale and Oktoberfests and all that sort of thing. So, uh, But I thought it was a fantastic beer, and so we're going to bring that one back. And, of course, you know, Watermelon works in Saskatchewan with uh, the riders and football and, I don't know, I just like Watermelon. And another one that we're bringing back, which was actually, I did, I did just look it up before we went live here. It was the first fruit sour that we ever made was in 2016. We made a beer called Strawberry Tart, and we actually made a couple batches of that over the years. I believe we released it uh, uh, some more the following in 2017 for Valentine's Day. And it was an awesome beer. And uh, frankly, we just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> my recollection of strawberry tart was the first batch was very laid back and not very strawberry y and the next round was much more aggressive in the strawberry flavor yeah i was gonna weave i was gonna weave just kind of my my thoughts on the fruit sours in general and um you're working with fruit which is an agricultural product uh we do source it from different suppliers or different years and the fruit the character and the quality or the sugar or the intensity of flavor is all over the map. And so until you get that fruit in your hands, you have no idea what you're dealing with. And so it's a shot in the dark and you're like, well, let's add this much and hope it tastes good. That sounds like it's fleeting, but a unique experience, kind of special. You're trying to capture sunlight in a, in a glass. And it also says to me, if somebody says they're doing a fruit product or a fruit thing and they sneak in oh it's a fruit flavor or they're using like a phony baloney dye or sugar or a stepped on chemical and they're not using an actual like raw or unstepped on unprocessed good um they're they're able to be more consistent but they've lost some of that character they've lost something along the way yeah, a lot of brewers like to cheat and cut corners. Uh, everyone that makes seltzers is absolutely cutting corners. There's no strawberries in the strawberry seltzer by any stretch of the imagination. And it tastes like it. It tastes like junk. Um, and uh, I'm not saying it can't taste okay, but it's so worthwhile to use real fruit, even though there is variability and uncertainty, because when it's great, there's just no replacement for the real thing. And that's something that's really near and dear to me. I want people to enjoy and appreciate real flavors. Uh, I don't want to live in the matrix and, you know, think of what strawberry, have an idea of what strawberries were that has been computer generated. Like, no. So that's why I hate seltzers. They suck. Last week, Paul said something to me and it's stuck in my head. I think about it every single day since. And he goes, I'm drinking down a lot of my beer inventory. 
And I looked at him and I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, you know what? I can't take these with me when I die. So I better drink them now. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like with fruit sours. Drink them now because you can't take them with you in the future. Live in the moment. There's always more beer. That's that's my saying. There's always more beer. I used to have a huge beer cellar. And I and I mean, sure, and there's nothing wrong with trying to hoard beers and save special beers. Um, yeah, it's that whole idea of lightning in a bottle. Like, and you just you, you capture that one moment and it's fleeting and it and it's gone. And you can look back fondly and say, geez, I wish I had more of it. But you know what? If you did, it's not gonna be the same. Real beer, real food changes and evolves from day every day. And so, hey, sure, if you get any any beer, you drink it and you're like, wow, this is so amazing. I'm going to buy a whole bunch and hang on to it. It is not going to be the same. Buy a whole bunch and drink it all right away. If, that, if, you're, if you like it right now, do that. Life's too short. There's so many bre- There's so many choices nowadays for beers and options. Like I got we used to we all used to drive to Sherbrooke Liquor in Edmonton and load up our vehicles with like thousands and hundreds of dollars worth of beer because you couldn't get good beer anywhere else and so yeah so that that was the best you had access to well and sure Sherbrooke liquor is, is is an amazing amazing store they carry tons of rebellion we love them but i don't need to drive a truck there anymore and fill it up with beer i can get great beer every day i can walk to my brewery i can walk to other breweries in the area that we've got great liquor stores here in regina now yeah there's no point it's been a really uh kind of a dismal last few months maybe the last year is kind of a write-off but it it really feels like that's the new attitude we're ready to give her ready to go i'm really excited for summer i'm really excited for these beers yeah bright fresh flavors right um and yeah i mean and i i was trashing seltzers but i mean seltzers are not they're not stupid either they they, they latched onto that that fruit that light fresh great invigorating flavor um fruit sours are to me you know a thousand times better because first of all there's real fruit in it and it's actual beer and not just junk uh processed junk but um they're incredibly refreshing they they hit that mark right and there's mass appeal and people can wrap their head around it and it's not it's not this bs about oh fruity beers for girls or this kind of crap fruity beers fruit beers are for anyone uh it's not you know if you if you if you go home tonight and eat an orange is that a girly fruit like just eat an orange because oranges taste great. I ate an orange yesterday because it tastes great. And but but my point, but my other point I was trying to make about that is that fruit beers are popular because it's easy to wrap your head around. If we put out a Doppelbock, my guess is ninety eight percent or ninety nine point nine percent of the population is going to say, "I don't know what that is. I'm going to move down the the beer menu and see what else is there because I just don't know what it is." And that makes a whole lot of sense. But it's pretty easy to explain a beer called strawberry tart. Most people understand strawberry. They understand the word tart. And it's like, hmm, probably going to be fruity and tart and refreshing. Yes, I would like that. Unless you're some weirdo that hates strawberries. That just circles back to the whole peach thing where you messaged all the staff and you said, it's a peach sour smoothie and it tastes like peach and a sour smoothie. (laughs) Those were my tasting notes. We try to come up with tasting notes for every beer, and I was like, yeah, that's what it tastes like. I don't know how else to explain it any differently. (laughs) Well, Mark, I want to thank you for your time today. 
Yeah, like I say, give them a try. It's good. It's they're so fun. You know, we 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 kind of go with the fruit sours. There's uh, we use like doing the exclusive uh, Thursdays where we always launch something in the tap room. So as we make these fruit sours, we'll usually doctor them up. Maybe add some herbs or spices or peppers or this or that. You know, the brewers have such great ideas. Um, but it's not just about me trying to just sell rebellion beer. You know, there's, there's all the other brewers put out all sorts of creative, uh, fruit sours and kettle sours. Uh, I'd give uh, definitely a shout out to shelter with some of the interesting spice additions and whatnot that they're doing. Um, yeah, give them a whirl, get out, get out and explore, sit on a patio somewhere and try some fruit sours. It's going to be our summer. Heck yeah. Rebels, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, be sure to join us on our brand new Facebook group page, The Rebellion Brewing Podcast. I'm also proud to let you know that we're members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. It's a one-stop shop for tons of locally produced shows from across our province. You can find them at saskpodcastnetwork.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Untapped so you don't miss out on the latest in Sask Craft Beer news. Thank you for joining The Rebellion.